listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Check the window, bro. Someone's at your window. A, 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 A. It's like you guys have figured out how to work as a team. Window, 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 window. All right, so what the heck is that? A guy came up with this idea. He turned up his speakers really loud, and then he went to bed. And if you tipped him, you could play any sound you wanted to to scare him awake. (laughs) And it was a huge hit, and a lot of people got in on it, and they had a running joke where they'd scare him into think a burglar was coming in through the window or, you know, to startle him or whatever. In seven hours, he made (laughs) $16,000. I got to get in on this, making money the easy way, you know? So people people got into it enough where they'd, like, wait until they're pretty sure he'd fallen asleep again. (laughs) (laughs) And then you hit him with whatever. So this guy spends the next day rattled and sleep deprived, but he got sixteen grand out of it. He just takes a he takes an afternoon nap thinking about his sixteen thousand dollars, and then he's fine. So I was just wondering if I could come up with some sort of like cannon that will shoot a basketball into my testes, and uh, <laughs> and if people donate money online, like every time it hits a thousand dollars, pow right in the junk. I know oh. how much money I could make off of that. I'm in for two shots. <laughs> I think we got our new bit for the next uh, Freedom Station fundraiser. Yeah, that's right. Warrior Foundation. Uh, how many shots to the junk are you willing to take? I don't know. I don't know. What do you I like? Do you remember when that monk visited the California Capitol and he let the various lawmakers kick him right in the junk? Yeah, that was weird. That, yeah, I'd say it was. It takes a lot of discipline to learn how to do that. If you're one with God, you have no feeling in your testes. Is that what you learn from that? I don't know. <laughs> I can't imagine. You gotta summon your will. Pain is, what does uh, the guy say in the stupid movie? Pain don't hurt. But, the, the, yeah, are still. you talking about Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse as the guy in the stupid movie? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. my gosh. I'm, I'm, I'm shooting for a double leg on you, Joe. <laughs> we can't be friends anymore. But I'm just, shoot a basketball into my junk. I'm he was so good at bouncing bars <laughs> from several towns over. Knew that he was the guy to fix the double deuce. <laughs> so good at bouncing. We should all strive for that level of excellence, Joe. So That's good right. at bouncing. It's like Martin Luther King Jr.'s street sweeper speech. It's if you're going to be a bouncer, let people say of you, he was the best bouncer that God ever created. He cleaned up the double deuce. <laughs> so it would seem to me that if you can come up with something clever enough, you could raise money pretty quickly because it's all about scale, and that's what that's what the internet, the 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 Reddit, GameStop people figured out. Everything's scale with the internet. I don't need to pe- pe- get people to very much want me to see how many M and M's I can stuff in my mouth at one time. But if a million people they think it's worth fifty cents. <laughs> Right, for <laughs> 10 minutes. A million people life. somewhere in the world think it's worth 50 cents to them to see if I can get 10 bags of M&Ms in my mouth. <laughs> the, the dirty secret of a lot of this Internet things where we hear about the GameStop story and we think, oh, this happened over the weekend. No, he'd been posting about this for months. And my guess is this this person already had somewhat of an established stream community mm-hmm. To watch him and do this. If you mm. if you start up a YouTube channel today, have never streamed anything before, and do this bit, you're making zero dollars because there's nobody watching you stream. Right. You, you need to have some sort of built up uh, uh, footprint already for these things to even catch the, the the initial traction required. Well, what if we had? If I announced it on the air several times during the week, Saturday at noon, I'm going to put ten bags of M and M's in my mouth. <laughs> Are you in for fifty cents? <laughs> And if I could get a, you know, 
like, 10,000 people put in 50 cents, you know, I get 5,000 bucks. And I'm out joking hazard there. You worried about that? You inhale one of those puppies, you're gone. You're a goner. <laughs> or how I long can that's I... part of the thrill. How long can I hold my hand over this candle or whatever I decide oh, to geez. do? <laughs> what the hell? I like that one. <laughs> Stare at the sun. You know, something. <laughs> oh, you know, it's funny. I was, oh, I, I can't say that or it would give away the answer. <clears throat> So Judy and I just had an epic road trip, which I mentioned once or twice. A lot of time to look at billboards. Please name for me. Everybody gets a guess. You drove the, from Beijing to Wuhan. The <laughs> Nothing but fast bat food billboards. What is the number one category of billboards in America? The number one sort of business that advertises on billboards. Injury lawyer. No. Sean, guess. Uh, something. I, I was going to say injury lawyer, so I'm struggling to think what my my second guess would be. Uh, Michelangelo, guess. Bell bonds. Bell bonds. Oh, that's you know, good. it's it's. Uh, I was not as aware as you guys are. One hundred percent, not even close. It's it's ambulance chasers. It's personal injury lawyers. I mean, it's just everywhere in every state of the union. Well, think, well, every, think about it. you get three you get, quarters of a mile. You get is another a car, one. A car accident. You're like, ah, who can help me? You look up. There's the billboard right there. Right. You know, you're, you're putting you're putting your advertising where the customers are. Which is obviously means that we need the uh, tort reform or, or whatever it's called that could change the way things work. Right? Isn't that what yeah, that's all about? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was striking, though. And it was funny to see the different techniques. Some guys went for humor. Some uh, were absolutely better call Saul fans. You could tell by the style of the picture and everything like that. Some of them had groovy nicknames like the legendary Sweet James in Los Angeles. Um, all over SoCal, actually, now. But it was kind of, it was interesting. There are a lot of people filing, you know, minor lawsuits in America. My wife went to high school with a guy who's on, like, a billboard every half mile everywhere we go. Um, wow. Who became a, uh, you know, ambulance chaser lawyer. <laughs> she said he was that kind of guy in high school. Like, it seems like the perfect thing for him to end up being. <laughs> wow. every, no every, offense to our attorney listeners. Every convenience store you go into everywhere, there's his face. Hey, did you just slip and crack your head? Call me. Yeah, there was, a, there was one in, uh, I can't remember, somewhere in the south, called herself Mama Justice. Not a bad looking gal either, but uh, Mama Justice. Say habla espanol. I get tired of this this job. I might do a slipping Jimmy sometime. Just don't yeah. give anybody the Chicago sunroof. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it sounds bad. No, but yeah. if I just you know I I pour a little milk out onto the floor at the Safeway and then down I go. I don't know if you're flexible enough for that. <laughs> I think you might actually end up in the hospital. The oh, key is you're not the, actually injured. Then the x-rays would prove prove me out. I'm willing to take... I, earlier this podcast, I was willing to take basketballs in the junk. I'm willing to, you know, hold my hand over a candle. I'm willing to go through a little pain to make right. money. So if I had to actually dislocate my hip at the Safeway to get $100,000, I'm willing to do that. I think I'd call myself Big Joe Justice. <laughs> I have a cowboy hat. <laughs> and a wear vest. a vest. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's that Oh, yes, of course, a bolo tie and a big belt buckle. Big Joe Justice. Some sort of facial hair. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably big old, big, you know what? Big old uh, uh, Charlie Daniels beard. I see you pointing at the viewer, like pointing, pointing. I want you to get what you deserve. Yeah. Yeah. Or how about this? I got a book I'm throwing. I'm throwing a book at him. <laughs> big Joe Justice is going to throw the book at the man who hurts you. Call now. 1-800-BIG-JOE. That's only six letters. Keep dialing. <laughs> Big Joey. <laughs> Big Joe won. That's it. Got it solved. That's sort of problem solving. I'll bring you your case. When I throw the book at whoever hurt you. Oh, man. I can't. How long does it take to get a law degree? Oh. I'm blowing this dead-end job off, man. Ask I got James McGill. Yes. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> information this is the best of armstrong and getty featuring our podcast one more thing available everywhere get more info at armstrongandgetty.com uh, michael you've been on a roll lady lately with old-timey commercials where are you where are you just happening to come across these uh this was from the wise brother website but um i love old commercials from the 60s 70s i, I don't know something about them i just enjoy the jingles and stuff so these are old-timey reese's commercials here's one from the 70s It's not true unless someone with a voice like this says it is. So had nobody really discovered that peanut butter and chocolate were so good together prior to that? Partly not. I remember when that happened, and it seemed like a big deal. Kind of takes down the founding fathers in my uh, my rankings a little bit if they hadn't figured that out. <laughs> it's uh, it because I remember it being a big deal. Well, maybe there was some civilization of old uh, lost to a meteor strike or a flood or something that knew it, but uh, it was kind of a new deal at the time. Yeah, that was from 1973, and one of the guys in that commercial was uh, Donnie Most, which is Ralph Mouth yeah. from Happy Days. From Happy there Days, you go. yeah. Um, and then we got this Reese's commercial from this the is eight- an earworm. Okay. Pieces, pieces, time pieces, pieces, center pieces, mantel pieces, 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 chess pieces, gold pieces, silver pieces, 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 the famous flavor of pieces, peanut butter. I liked mantel pieces. <laughs> so I, I'm interested in the clear distinction and how they, uh, what the strategies of the ads of the days were, right? They clearly, I think they knew. They were trying to manufacture an earworm, kind of the by oh, sure. Menon, right? Like the, the, sure, sure. the <laughs> Mental pieces. Uh, stanza. So, um, so well, yeah. Of course, this commercial came out when Devo was ruling the charts. I mean, you had to have something kind of sound like. Can I hear that one again? I really like the mantle pieces. Now, Michael, Michael, if like three of the Beatles are playing on this, tell us in advance so we can enjoy it. Don't tell us afterward, and we're trying to they you know test our memory whether it sounded like ralph Malf or not. is anson williams playing the keyboards anything we should know <laughs> not nothing nothing All right pieces pieces time pieces center pieces mantel pieces 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 chess pieces gold pieces silver pieces 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 the famous flavor of pieces peanut butter <laughs> so that's what the original of course was just a peanut butter cup the little chocolate cup with peanut butter in it that we all still enjoy that was the original thing. And then the Reese's yeah. Pieces was just M&M's with uh, just pieces. peanut butter in the middle of <laughs> <them>. Mantle pieces. <laughs> 
So we got a couple of uh, really good emails I've been sitting on for a while. <clears throat> I figured maybe now's the time to throw them in. Uh, let's see. The first one, it's from Todd. He says, you talked about the gulf between Republicans and Democrats when underestimating or overestimating COVID's impact. It's a topic we've hit many times. I recommend reading the book Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. I think we discussed that when it came out. The book outlines two operating systems for our brain, System 1 and System 2. System 1 is for snap, fast judgments like, what is 2 plus 2? Or other answers that are easily accessible. Well done. System 1 makes 98% of our judgments every day. System 2 is slow, deliberative, self-conscious, skeptical, takes time to answer questions, whether complex mathematics or how best to defeat a global pandemic, for instance. So how can people who appear to be seeing the same information about COVID be so wildly apart on the risks related to COVID? Well, 98% of their day is living in the System 1 part of their brain. And System 1 informs System 2 how to think. And by the way, they often contradict each other. The other bummer for humankind, our brain is lazy and prefers to work in System 1. Not a lot of resources burned contemplating issues. What has changed is that we are being pushed into camps by all of the algorithms on Facebook, Google, Twitter, etc., and your System 1 brain is rewarded with self-referencing data points throughout the day. E.g., the headlines you scan on your phone reinforce the beliefs you already have in your System 1 head. Basically, your brain is fat, happy, and uh, misinformed. System 2 responses thrive when we all get into a room together and are forced to think through what we say. In this scenario, people discover that when they look at factual data together, they tend to be more aligned than divided. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so System 1, System 2 thing. Mandelpieces. <clears throat> I remember that book got a lot of uh, positive attention, Thinking Fast and Slow. Chess pieces. I'll put it on the list of the 350 books that I say I'm going to read but probably won't. You don't. I don't think I need to read those books. I'll tell you what I do a lot of with with books now, and I think it's just as good as find a, a, a YouTube of the author explaining the premise for. Depending on the book, thirty minutes is usually plenty. Sometimes mm. if it's a really big book, maybe an hour. But an hour of your time while you're driving somewhere, and you know enough of the book as opposed to spending eleven hours reading it, which you're never going to get around to doing. Interesting. I, I subscribed for a cup of coffee to uh is it Blinkist? One one of the is it was a an app site? a website Jeez, no. Uh it, they distill books down to their essence so you can read it in, in forty five minutes instead of, you know, eleven hours or whatever. When I did that in high school with Cliff Notes, the teachers yelled at me. Yeah, I know it. I know it, but it's a really good thing to do. It is uh, a it's good just, thing it's to do. It's expensive, and I didn't use it enough, but it's a good idea. It, 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 yeah. And uh, studies have shown, by the way, that uh, uh, listening to books is every bit as good as reading a book. Every bit as good to what it does to your brain. So i got to assume that taking in you know, the Cliff Notes version audio as opposed to reading it is as good, too. And one more thought, this from uh, frequent correspondent Kevin, talking about, you were talking about how off-base the popular science narrative on climate change is Chess from reality. Please shut up. Can't. Uh, let's see. Da, da, da. And he says it really uh, it makes you want to compare another scientific na- narrative uh, far afield from the facts. 
If the last year under COVID has taught me anything, he writes, it's that very few members of the popular science establishment actually have a good understanding of the science they cover. And even those that do are often too too cowardly to stick their necks out to buck the narrative. The only difference between COVID and climate, for instance, is that the COVID numbers are publicly available and fairly easy to understand. I know that we've been lied to about lockdowns, distancing, school closures, masks, etc., because I can verify the numbers myself. Recent example, last week, the outcries coming from the public health and popular science establishments for Michigan to lock down even harder. We're at a fever pitch. But those of us looking at the data know that COVID infections in Michigan peaked three weeks ago. Hospitalizations peaked the following week. They're going down. So do I know whether the climate projections of long-term warming, warming, sea level rise, and extreme weather events are accurate? No, I don't have the first idea on how to start verifying those models. Mm -hmm. But after a year of destructive lockdowns and school closures that had no measurable effect on the virus are still being recommended by the same scientific establishments pushing those models and using similar scare tactics, I'm more skeptical than I've ever been. Simply put, I now reflexively oppose any climate measures that adversely impact the lives of ordinary Americans. I'm with Joe. Let's wait for the unicorns because we're going to use their farts for for fuel was a reference from that day makes perfectly good sense well yeah yeah what makes you think any of the the climate uh, projections have any more scientific credibility than Gavin Friggin Newsom well, uh, insisting masks still stay on, well, the schools still being closed, kids still with masks on when they're outside alone at recess. Well, remember, we brought you that stuff uh, from the former Obama science guy who said, I looked into the science and it wasn't near as definitive as I thought it was, as I'd been told. And he was an Obama guy. Yeah. He said a lot of this stuff is still wishy-washy or up in the air. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah, but everybody's afraid of being shouted down or called a climate denier and and barred from their local moms group, so nobody says anything. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. We sure got a lot of texts on uh, what age are you old. Every time we bring up that topic, we get a lot of texts on that. What age are you old? You, that, that sort of question tires me out. Uh, clearly, and you know, you uh, I don't know, I think you've said this before, but for some reason it struck me differently today. Um, what's the point of the question? I no longer have any interest. I've always been interested in that, and now, for some reason, I don't. What is the yeah. point of the question? I don't understand the point. Why would what's I ask the point that of hearing the answer? <laughs> If it were determined by science and God that you are old at age, pick your number, then what are you going to do with that information? Commit suicide? Be bummed? Lay around the house and do nothing? I don't. I don't. I, I just don't understand the conversation. I, I am brimming with youthful enthusiasm for a my job and b you know fighting against some of the insidious ideologies going on in America right now. I'm as enthusiastic as a 24 year old. I'm the opposite about, about talking about this. I was a cranky old person from age 26. So. Either but way. at the same time, you know, I got that youthful enthusiasm. My joints friggin' hurt. So I don't know. What am I? Am I younger or am I old? I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. Um. To the, uh, am I one of those parents now? So my son is super into scootering and skateboarding. Actually, I was had a had a conversation with Hanson, our executive producer, about this yesterday because his kids was trying out for baseball. But um, I'm so glad that I live in a time and an era or a place in an era because place matters that athletics has broadened from 
the three sports with a ball, which is what it was when I was a kid. You either played baseball, football, and basketball, or you weren't an athlete. You either played those things or you were you were a not an athlete. And not being an athlete was not a cool thing to be. Mm-hmm. Um, those are your only options. I live in a place. I think California's probably been that a lot longer. Um, uh, that it's that it's been more broad with sports than the Midwest w- was, and then the era. But it's stupid now looking back on it. Of course, mountain biking is being an athlete, or no. skateboarding, or all kinds of different things. In fact, m- many of them are much harder. Well, uh, I'd and say more exercise. It's being, an, it's being an athlete and a gymnast. Yeah, a lot and of those just things. and uh, and so. I'm perfectly, it doesn't bother me a bit that Sam has zero interest in things with a ball. He is so into into uh, scootering right now at the skateboard park. He gets up early on the weekends and says, can we go now? Can we go now? I mean, he just That's can't awesome. wait to get there. And he'll do it for hours until he's wow. soaked in sweat. And he's wow. sore at the end of the day. I mean, it wasn't, is. Wasn't deterred at all by his recent uh, no, scarring. No. no, he was back the next day. Nice. Yes. But I mean, he just—he's really into it, and he's—and he's learned to do some pretty hard things. Um, so that—that's his athletics. Um, God, and there's one guy there at the, sk- at the skateboard park. It's just so amazingly good. I watch him, and I think, what is different about you as a beast that allows you to do that? <laughs> Everything is like in slow motion. He just comes up out of there, spins it around, lands, and rides off as if it's you like slowed down the camera. Yeah, and he he looks like I could be wrong, but he looks like the kind of gall that if guy that if you tossed a baseball his way, he would go like this. I mean, he would, <laughs> he'd, ah, it's gonna hit me in the face. But yeah. man, his athletic ability at that is amazing. So that's cool that my son's into that. That's his sports. He doesn't want to play. He has no interest in basketball, football, or baseball. That's his. Has sport. he seen any of those parkour videos? What is? Oh, where you run and jump off the wall thing? Yeah, that's like the uh, in real life gymnastics thing. I only know that from New Girl. We were watching that on <laughs> Netflix. That one dude Schmidt. He just see he'll just out of nowhere yell parkour and jump off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> that's really weird, and I didn't know what that was. Um, but anyway, so here's the downside of the being into the whole skateboard thing, scooter thing, is I doubt. There are as many stoned people at Little League practice <laughs> as there are at the skateboard park. I was at the skateboard park the other day, and I thought, if there's anybody here over the age of 13 that's not stoned, I'd be surprised. I mean, I yeah. don't know, but... I was just going to ask, uh, their DEA dick, um, was it like that's a smell of pot in the air? Or were their eyes no, red? Or? No, just um, uh, well, the older guys definitely actually seem stoned. And then I noticed a, 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 a crew of the younger crowd, these three girls who dress like stoners. Um, you know, the, the, there is a look. Again, that's not proof. Uh, but they uh, they all had to run off to uh, their car for a while and come back you know, a few minutes later. Just uh, Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. There, was, no, I had something, there was something I forgot there. Just had to run the yeah. car real quick. Yeah. I just saw her so say, my hey, three friends. Yeah. hey, you want to go over? Yeah. And then they ran over to the car for a while. Like, ah, okay. You're either drinking or smoking pot, one of the two. Um, and I assume it would be smoking pot with the, uh, the, 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 the clothing style that is pro- popular among that crowd. So that's, that's one thing. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd rather not have him get in- introduced into the drug scene any earlier than has to happen. And, um, and here's the other one that really makes me seem paranoid. He, uh, I was letting him go 
alone with his buddy to the skateboard park lately. So he leaves our house, and um, um, I'll drop him off, and then he and he stops by his buddy's house, and then they skateboard all the way to the skateboard park, which is quite a quite a ways. I mean, scooter all the way there, and so that's a lot of exercise too. And I'm happy with that. I'm the uh, I'm not the, I'm the non paranoid parent that's letting their kid go off uh, by themselves and everything like that, and learn a little free about range it. in it exactly. Yep. Yep. Until he told me about this guy at the skateboard park that it, that is really cool and is always uh, talking to him and telling him how to do tricks and helped him fix his scooter, said something was rattling on it and and helped him fix it and everything Hello. like that. And just just I got a little just a little. There's just something I don't know where it was in there. There's just something that tipped it over to the edge of like a little grooming ish little. You're a little more friendly as an older guy to these 10 year olds than you know, and I don't Am I being paranoid, or is that at least lo- worth looking into? Uh, something's rattling on there. Let me take a look. God, that my spider sense went rang, rang, rang as soon That's as funny. you said that. That's what tipped it over to me too, for some reason. And then I was talking with a number. I, I told my wife. I, I told Hanson, and he agreed too. Like, if I got my tool there, and I'm a dad, and I hear some kids, "Hey, I think your thing's loose. You want me to tighten that up for you?" I would do that. I'm not grooming anybody. Um. But he really idolizes this guy. This guy's really good. Guy talks to the young kids a lot. You know, he's either the best guy in the world or the worst. He could just be a nice guy. So I thought, and my wife doesn't want to go by himself anymore. And I don't know if that's being over paranoid or not. I don't know. Have you had any interactions with the, this gent? No, that's what I want to do. Is yeah. I want to go when he's there because I think you know these things aren't foolproof, but. Um, I think I could get some sense as a yeah. Just hey, hey, yeah. I wanted to thank you. I yeah. understand you helped right. my kid with the scooter thing. That was solid. You know, were there any parts I can reimburse? You know, there's yeah, exactly. There, there's ways you can in, yeah, uh, bring he, up if, the conversation. I just I I thought one him knowing there is a dad to this child and he's around occasionally, <laughs> and two just um if if his reaction is uh oh okay you know kind of like oh right, his right. dad's here or versus. Something else. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe, I'm don't know. Good, Maybe I'm being paranoid. Maybe I'm being overpiped. The good pervs would know how to handle you. I well, I know, but I can't. You can't live your life. I don't think you can live your life trying to protect yourself from the best pervs, or you'll never get to do freaking anything. He'll never get to go to the skateboard park alone. If I'm going to worry about that, right? Why don't, why don't you just go and beat the guy down <laughs> preemptively? <laughs> That was not serious, all right? Nobody freak out here. But serious, that's true. If you're going to go full full on, I'm going to make sure this never happens to my kid under any circumstance, they're never going to get to do anything. And there are plenty of parents in the modern world that do that. Yeah. Uh, because of the one in a gazillion chance your kid could get abducted, no kids go to the park in the modern world. I just don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah, that's it. Well, you you follow it's your instincts because your instincts are good. I will tell you this. It's it's funny. I happen to have a uh, picture of my kids in the studio, and um, my son always had time for little kids, um, and kids were drawn to him for whatever reason. He was like the Pied Piper little kids, and it's possible this guy is just sure. a gentle soul. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Or he's a perv, and you need to beat him down. <laughs> One or the other. Flip a coin. <laughs> Man, there's an old couch that showed up somewhere at the skateboard park, and so a lot of the, they all sit on the couch. And I like, oh, yeah. that couch is there all the time. I mean, who knows what's going on on that couch? And I don't mean like late-night uh, liaisons among lovers. I mean the homeless population is using that couch. Yeah. On the microbial level, it's a nightmare. <laughs> Probably good for your immune system. 
It's out there. It's a little moist. It's <laughs> come on. Ugh. How soon to a dispensary opens up next to a skateboard park? It just seems like you got to eliminate the the middleman. Perpetual motion machine. Is there? Do you know, Sean? Is there a thing? Why is why is pot smoking seem to be so big with the whole skateboard or scooter crowd? Is there some connection there? Is it just cultural, or does it make sense from a not from a performance perspective thing, but I, the skater, the both of those have been kind of cultural snowboarding, and yeah, they you know just uh, um, that's it. It's a kind of like I was talking about with sports, not the cool sport, not the accepted sport. So that gravitates toward the. Yeah, the not acceptable the way to misfit, and I don't yeah. mean that in like a disparaging right. way right. at all. But yeah, oh, that makes sense. No, I get it. Tr- trust me, as a musician, I don't take offense at that. I totally get that. Speaking of uh, hobbyists who like pot, plenty of that in the rock and roll crowd as well. Probably for similar reasons. I don't know. So give him the once over eyeball, talk to him a little bit, and then just preemptively beat him down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's really the kind thing to do. Yeah, using the skateboard. <laughs> Jeez, that took it over the line. Yeah, that was it. Erase this from the podcast. That was sick. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. I was talking about how people feel about roads because the big uh, contrillion dollar infrastructure package that's going through. Roads are definitely infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a YouGov poll. And about 60-some percent of people say they either think our roads are okay, good, or great. Which seems pretty good, actually, if that's the way people feel. Yeah, I'd say they're okay. I mean, there okay. there are some rough patches, but okay. But if two-thirds of people say your roads are good, good or okay, or great, I don't, I don't know how many billion dollars you need to spend on your roads. But anyway, um, uh, Sean brought up the idea we should take a YouGov survey sometime, which I don't think I ever have. Yeah, I, I downloaded the app, and every so often they just send you, hey, you've been selected to participate in one of the surveys, and I, I got one of these in the queue now, so we'll just start it. I have no idea what this is going to be uh, based around. Uh-oh. Um, oh. Would you like to kill your coworkers? Oh, well, this is uh, this is an interesting conundrum. It says I can't take this one on my smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Sad trombone, Michael. Do you approve of surveys you can't take on your phone? I no, do not. No. I do not. I'm, I'm against those surveys. Absolutely not. I'm against anything I can't do on my phone. If you don't have your website set up to easily be used on the phone, I think you're making a huge mistake in the modern world. I would agree. Sure, of course. It's, you're, you're, you know, screwing yourself. Oh, Here, absolutely. Um, this one won't be, uh, this is just my daily question. So this isn't like an official poll. These are just kind of smaller things. I wasn't necessarily selected for this one. Anybody can participate in these, but I, I think it will serve similar purposes. Um, oh, is this just one question? Do you approve or disapprove of spanking children? Approve, disapprove, don't know. Yes, strangers. Children. <laughs> I you, do it all the time. You know what's interesting about this? I remember a scandal years ago, and I don't remember what football player it was, but he had spanked his kids and it came out and there was horror and outrage and all this sort of different sort of stuff and then when they did some polling i was surprised to find that vast majority of parents are okay with spanking children mm-hmm. um, you wouldn't get that idea from the mainstream you media definitely wouldn't get that idea from the media i would think if you if you spank your children you need to keep that quiet or you're gonna just no majority of americans agree with we don't but i i i'm not highly troubled if you do you know, obviously the the, the, the unnecessary, unnecessary caveats has got to be reasonable. Of course. Not, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, I think part of it is Northern California disease. 
You know, you you yeah. start to believe everybody in the in the country thinks like a bunch of woke Northern Californians because they surround us. I'm not convinced. We don't, and I don't plan to start. And it would be getting harder to do anyway with an 11 year old. But um, uh, I'm not completely convinced that it's not a good idea. That if you your the reason you're going to keep your room clean, well, that's you're not going to spank your kid over that. What would be a spankable offense? A common spankable offense? Open insubordination. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily bad that one of the reasons you don't want to do that is just it hurts to get spanked. Yeah. I, you know, but I don't agree with it enough to do it, obviously. I've gone back and forth on it. And I will tell you this. at You know, before your kids can truly um, change their own behavior because of their reasoning, sometimes it helps to just introduce a disincentive that they can understand. Absolutely. But again, with restraint and love. Yeah. Yeah. No, not a beating. Obviously. Uh, Next question, which uh, I put us down as don't know. Uh, (laughs) Which of the following is either... Uh, which of the following, if either, is a bigger problem in the U.S. right now? Systemic racism and policing, vandalism and violence during protests, neither, don't know. Wow, it's interesting that they give you those those choices. That's a, that's a false choice in an idiotic framework. So, Which put, is a bigger problem? Joe Who down cares? Is, They're both problems. But Joe Down is don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that, that you're clearly... Put me down as racist. You're clearly leading the country toward a... Divide us more answered. No matter what exactly. the answer comes out of that, the, the point of that poll is to divide us more. Right, and cr- to create conflict. If my answer is, well, I guess systemic racism by 52-48, then I get a screaming match with somebody who answered the other way, 52-48. Please, what an idiotic framework. I hate it. <laughs> and put so, you down for don't know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Have you ever accidentally sent a message complaining about a person to that person yes. rather than the intended recipient? Several times. Yeah, wait for the options, Jack. Yes, no, or don't know. <laughs> Several times. You don't know. You've done it, but you don't know. That's hilarious. Yes, yeah, I think so. God, I've not, got not much. Both, oh, of, yes. both of them make me sweat. You haven't done it, Joe. It, I feel got, like I have, but I don't remember it. I've got two horrifying examples that I don't even want to talk about on the air. Oh, boy. All right, oh that, boy. that's a yes. That's a yes. Oh, God, you, you don't want to talk about Well, we're not on the air. It's a podcast. And they're both texts. That's what it's the easiest to do is a text. You got two text conversations going on. You're involved in one. You, you started one with wife. Boss, who else? Uh, brother, sister, mom, dad—the sort of person that you know that 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 you care what they think. Uh-huh. Um, you, you got that conversation going. Then you start another text conversation. Oh, uh, somehow talking about them or something, and uh, and you forget you had the other one going. You get a text, you just respond to it, not looking. That's what mm-hmm. I've done. Because the alert, you're thinking, oh, this alert is from the last person I was conversing with. I will simply continue this conversation. Now, I've done it probably dozens of times where I sent the message to the wrong person. But only twice has it been a, oh, crap. (laughs) They've (laughs) got to come up with a pull your text back. Why doesn't that software exist? Is it like a five-second rule, like food that falls on the ground? (laughs) 
There should be a two-hour rule. If they haven't read it yet, you can pull it back. You'd hope. Make it disappear. Yeah. Why haven't they come up with that? I don't because you would be manipulating somebody else's phone, I think. Now I'm asking myself the question, in, in, in both cases, was it a case of talking behind somebody's back that I shouldn't be doing anyway? Neither were. Neither were. They were perfectly legitimate reasons to have this conversation with somebody else. Right. About okay. the situation. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not necessarily a bad thing to talk about someone behind their back, quote-unquote. I mean, if you're if you're reaching out to a trusted friend saying, hey, I'm having a conflict with this other friend, I don't know how to handle it. Somebody we're both friends with. Sure, yeah. We've got this problem. How should we handle it? That's what was happening in one of them. You know, in both cases, though, it got something out on the table that needed to get out on the table. In both cases. It was definitely difficult and not the way it would be you'd prefer it came out. But in right. both cases, it was better than not addressing it. That's funny. I was just going to ask you if uh, is there some Freudian hit send going on no, there? No. Some sort of secret desire, unconscious desire? I suppose it's possible. How well, would you I was going to say if you say no, it's unconscious. That was right there in the question. <laughs> I suppose it's possible, but I'm, so, I'm we'll too big to put you down for I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 